1: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. They only play with the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bet and Barrier podcast. For an unbreak. we previewed what we are going to do for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Week 18 matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. From a betting perspective, but before I get into that game, do want to recap how we did last week, and more importantly, how the Niners did last week. Overall, good week for the Niners, kinda. We'll get to that in a second. As for us, not good at all. We ended up going 0-2, had the Niners to cover, and we also had the under in that game. Uh, we got the game full of dead wrong. I thought that Stidham would be awful against the best defense in the league in its first start, and he was not. Stidham was actually fantastic. The Niners not only... I had to win a nail-biter, but they actually had to come from behind as they were trailing at halftime, and the Raiders really just moved the ball at will. Could have been a lot uglier uh, for the Niners because they ended up having that goal-line stand there in the second quarter, I believe, where the Raiders were really threatening to go up by a decent margin, but either way, they were winning, and uh, they blew another double-digit lead under Josh McDaniels. What else is new as he continues to look like one of the worst coaches in all of football? and the Niners came back and won the game in overtime. So overall, nice win there. Still trailed by 10 in the third quarter, which is an ideal when you're facing off against Jared Stidham, and the Niners did their job at the end and ended up winning the game. So can't complain too much. The Niners still keeping their number one overall seed hopes alive. Is it likely? Not at all. However, it is still technically possible if the Niners win in week 18 and Philly loses to the Giants. Uh, the reason why it's unlikely because Philly is favored by roughly 14 points. But assuming the Giants pull off a miracle and assuming the Niners win, the Niners will get a bye and will be the one seed in the NFC. So it is possible. As of right now, though, they do control their own destiny for the two-seed. However, that no longer means a buy. It's not like the old format. The two seed plays in round one. So It changes the matchup, but not much else. But either way, Niners extend their winning streak as they ended up winning 37-34. to Game was a lot of fun, especially if you did not have money on it because it was very, very stressful. But the Niners ended up pulling it out. And just to look at uh, the actual recent results for the Niners, it's a lot of green because they've won nine straight. So it's been a great run once again since I called out the Niners to play better with an upcoming home trip. Uh, they have not lost. So nice job of the Niners to keep it going. I'm not going to give myself too much credit, but I guess I'll pat myself on the back for correctly predicting the Niners would go on a massive heater, uh, which they have. But to go through the actual game itself, uh, Stidham. I'll start with the Raiders and then I'll go to the uh, Niners. So Stidham had 365 passing yards, three touchdowns. Did have two picks there. Uh, one of them in overtime, which was almost a pick six. Josh Jacobs had 17 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. So the the uh, Raiders were okay on the ground. Stidham contributed at seven carries for 34 yards. Uh, 4.2 yards per carry is actually decent against this Niners defense, but overall still pretty good. The shock, though, was Stidham, QBR 77.4, sack zero times, which was very shocking. Uh, neither team actually had a sack in this game. But for the receiving core, Devontae Adams, was incredible because he's the best receiver in all of football seven receptions 153 yards two touchdowns uh you had waller who had 72 yards and a touchdown you had with 55 yards hollins who had uh 40 jacobs had 26 and renfro had 19 uh yeah the raiders defense was awful the offense was good and uh yeah you had robertson who had an interception uh, on that very nice uh play by him where it looked like. The Niners had a guy open on a potential trick play. I believe it was Kittle who was kind of streaking down the near sideline and – or in that area. And then Robertson made a hell of a play, looked back towards the ball at the last minute and picked it. As for the Niners, you had Purdy, who, besides that bad throw to Kelsey uh, to Kittle, sorry, he was actually very good though. had 284 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick, QBR of 68.6. McCaffrey was the story though offensively. He was unbelievable. had 19 carries for 121 yards, so 6.4 yards per carry and a touchdown. He also had 72 receiving yards and six receptions. He almost had a couple of touchdowns there, was tackled at the goal line a couple times, but McCaffrey had a great game. Uh, you had Jordan Mason, who had the other rushing touchdown, and he only had two carries for 13 yards. Uh, for the receiving core, you had Ayuk who had nine catches for 101 and one touchdown. I already mentioned McCaffrey. Uh, Juwan Jennings had two catches for 46. McLeod had one catch for 42. And Kittle had four catches for 23 and a touchdown. And that was the very nice third down where purdy was improvising spun out of the pocket and he found kittle in the back of the end zone so overall the niners offense was still great scored 37 points the defense though was awful really no way around it they once again gave up roughly 500 yards of offense to jared stidham which is not good so defense needs to step it up you could argue they overlooked their opponent definitely possible. But they ended up having two interceptions, one by Deshaun Gibson and one by Drake Jackson. So the defense did enough in the end, especially in overtime, to get the job done. Uh, Robbie Gould, 3-4 for on field goals, long of 43, uh, 4-4 on extra points. So he had a pretty good game. Still not impressed by his leg strength. I know that he's older, might come back to bite the Niners at some point, but we'll see. And that's basically it. So overall, Niners ended up winning again and the Raiders lost again, and the Raiders are, well, going to move on from Derek Carr in the offseason, and they got some moves to make. Apparently, Devonta Adams wants to stay with the team, even though his uh, his former college teammate apparently is going to be gone at the end of the year. So we'll see what happens with Adams, but the transition over to the Niners' opponent in this game, it is the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of teams with nothing to play for, as the Cardinals lost again, Last week, this time to Desmond Ritter, as that was Desmond Ritter's first ever win in his young NFL career as a starter game was competitive, though, ended up finishing 20 to 19 Cardinals did a lead uh, in the late fourth quarter. They took a field goal, 57 yard uh, by a 57 yarder by Prater with about 457 to go, and then the Falcons went on a 72 yard drive, which culminated in a young way coup game winning walk off field goal. To go through the stats here, David Blau got the start for the Cardinals, and he was decent, 24 of 40, the completion percentage not great, still had 222 passing yards and one touchdown, was sacked twice, QBR of 42.3. James Conner led the way on the ground, 17 carries for 79 yards. For the receiving core, Trey McBride played well, young tight end, seven catches, 78 yards and a touchdown. Hollywood Brown had six catches for 61 Connor had three catches for 31. So, Connor overall had 19 touches for 110 yards. Decent day overall. Uh, That's basically going to wrap it up for the offense, though. As for the uh, defense, you had one sack, which was by J.J. Watt, which got him actually a nice contract incentive, and I believe that was a strip sack, if I'm not mistaken, Uh, I think. I know Ritter fumbled. I'm not sure if it was a strip sack, but the point is Ritter was a 19 of 26 and no touchdowns, no picks, sacked one time, QBR of 36.6. Ritter's a young quarterback who can move a little bit. He really does not have a great arm. He's not a great thrower, and he'll probably be a backup his entire career. But for the sake of this, he had a nice win, and Algier led the way on the ground, 20 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. Corderell had 42 yards and a touchdown on the ground as well. For the receiving core, not much. Leading receiver was Mike, was uh, Nicole Pruitt, uh, who ended up having 49 yards on four catches. I already mentioned Ritter's uh, fumble lost. As for the sacks for the Falcons, you had Agundije, uh Agundegi, sorry, Agundegi, who had one sack, and you also had Isaiah Oliver, who had a sack there. So, overall, ugly game. Blau looked okay, I guess, but... You know, they filled him in at the last minute. Cole McCoy was rumored to start then he was having some concussion setbacks, and McSorley wasn't playing, so they used Blau. Blau has officially been confirmed for this game. He will be starting Week 18 against the Niners. As for the Cardinals, though, they have lost six in a row, and this is most likely, I'd have to assume, with a 99% certainty, this will be Cliff Kingsbury's last game, but we will see. Either way, huge spread in this game to no one's surprise. You have one elite team against one of the worst teams in all of football in the middle of a six-game losing streak with David Blau at quarterback. But the Niners favored by 14, and the total in this game is around 40 flat. For this game, of course, it does seem tempting to take roughly two touchdowns with a division underdog. However, I'm not going to do that. This is the final game for Kingsbury. I don't think the players like him, and I think that they will get absolutely smacked in this game. I was wrong about the Niners beating up on a weaker opponent last week. However, I think it was a very nice letdown spot for the Niners facing off against Stidham. Team was rolling. I think it's a very nice spot for the Niners to come out focused, especially in the home finale. And I think the Niners just lay it on them in this game. You go through the first game, that was in Mexico. The Niners won that game 38 to 10. Kittle went nuts, had a hundred yards or so. Sorry, had 84 yards and two touchdowns. And they outscored the Cardinals 21-0 in the second half. Cole McCoy started that game, but Garoppolo was really good. And Arizona can't stop the pass. Uh, also have McCaffrey, who of course can do anything he wants on the ground. But the Niners are motivated. I don't think they're gonna suddenly punt the game because they think that the Eagles are automatically going to win NFL scheduled it so the Niners and Eagles game or Eagles games are occurring at the same time so there will be some scoreboard watching but nothing too extreme I just think the Niners come out and bury this team I think they probably could score 30 and change I think Purdy's good enough to torch this defense and I think you'll end up seeing the Niners win this game comfortably I also like the total in this game I like the over the over is probably my favorite play I just think that the Niners offensively should be able to potentially score 30 in this game against an awful defense. And the Niners' defense, which is still very good, had a really bad game. And I do think that Arizona can maybe find some big plays in the passing game against the secondary, and that might be good enough. They might not need many points from Arizona for this game to go over. I think if the Niners score, for example, 34, that means you get one touchdown from Arizona and you win. So I'm going to go with the over as my favorite play in this game, and I'm also going to go with the Niners minus the 14 at home as they try to wrap up, worst-case scenario, the two seed. But overall, uh, next week, the plan is to go through the actual playoffs, Playoffs, but I do think that it is fair if the Niners end up getting the bye and Philly ends up choking choking this game to the Giants, we will use the bye week or hypothetical bye week to recap the entire season and maybe give some up-to-date report card grades. But to go through the most likely outcome for next week, if the Niners win and Philly wins, we will be covering the first playoff game for next week on the Thursday episode. But until then... Once again, the picks for week 18 will be the Niners minus 14 and the over 40. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Ben podcast here for Thursday, January 5th. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day.